Hey, this is Marshall. And uh, it's my birthday. I'm 41. I honestly never thought I would make it this age. I just as a young kid, I was raised, which I've talked about before, very, very conservative. In a very loving family. I mean, my my parents did everything that they could for me. I mean, we were lower middle class, um, which is, is good. Like, not a lot went on as a kid. We didn't have a lot of heartaches. We didn't have a lot of troubles. I seem to just live this euphoric life as a small child growing up, you know, even going through middle school and high school. Like every everything in life just seemed to happen good. Like just a playground, right? Which I think as a child it should be. My parents hit a lot of their troubles. They hit a lot of their financial problems. Um, at about... 50, I think, I guess, 54 or so, somewhere, somewhere around there. My dad uh, left the company he was working for because they wanted to move us. It was either Detroit or Chicago or somewhere, and, you know, from Oklahoma, that was just not what they wanted to do. They didn't feel that that was a place to raise kids. And so they stayed here in Tulsa. Uh, it's the exact same house that my mom still lives in. Um, same house I was raised. So dad went to work as a financial advisor. One of the reasons I'm trying to restore his old Wagoneer is I didn't, I didn't really ever know my dad. He had said later in life it was because he didn't really ever know his dad and his dad just worked all the time. His dad was a machinist. They grew up very poor. I didn't know my granddad from my dad's side. As a young, young kid, I, I only have a couple memories. And I remember him being out in the garden a lot and having a garden in their backyard and just being outside all the time. It's probably where I get that. Uh, I like to garden and I like to be outside, enjoy mowing, enjoy all the yard work stuff. Um, I enjoy drinking while I do that. <laughs> um, but anyway, dad, dad went to start studying for his financial advising, wanted to become a financial advisor. Where that came from, I don't know, but he would drive me to football practice in the Wagoneer and then sit and study while I was at practice. And we would always listen to Paul Harvey that would tell a story and then we'd go to commercial and then come back and his famous line was, now time for the rest of the story. And I mean, this was old, 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 old. This would have been Late 80s, yeah, would have been in the, in the late 80s. Playing football at Bird Middle School. I thought I was going to be somebody, I, you know, 
I always had drive as a little kid. When Rudy came out, I had fallen in love in the late 80s with watching Notre Dame football and and watching their comebacks, watching their victories. And 88, they went undefeated, and that was that was just amazing for me as a little kid, for the team I was cheering for. And I always thought I was going to go play at Notre Dame. But I was never big enough. I was never strong enough. I, I didn't put in the work either, and it was just a dream. I woke up this morning to a phone call from my youngest daughter wishing me happy birthday. It made me so sad. I miss my daughters. <laughs> I ever wanted was kids. <laughs> Still question, I don't know how somebody could do that. I don't know how, okay, so you, you, you don't want to stay with me. <laughs> You want a divorce, you know, I don't think people understand how hard having a small business is. I mean, it, 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 it takes your whole life. And I, I, there's, there's parts of it I absolutely love. Like, I work. I always have. I've just, even as a detailer, I, you know, it... It wasn't enough just to wash cars during the day. I had to then go clean concrete at night and then wake up early in the morning and clean restaurants. Like, I, all I've known is work. It's just, it, it's just who I am. And I think it comes from, you know, my, my granddad. I think it comes from my dad. Dad, as he was, was starting his financial advising business, which never went, you know, you you see some financial advisors make a ton of money. He he never did. He he always struggled and, and said he didn't know how to make money. And so he would work at that during the day and then go work at night. And I didn't even really even think of it much, you know, through high school and college. And it was just, okay, dad's going to work. I mean, I, just natural. I mean, he he worked at answering phones for people. He, well, I think it was one eight hundred flowers or something when that really started coming out. Or he couldn't believe that people would call and he'd get paid to answer phones to make flower orders. I don't like, Dad. What what were you doing? But. But he wasn't making enough as a financial advisor to support high school, two high school kids, and then a college kids. Uh, you know, he, he had to work. Uh, 
my mom went to work. And so it's just naturally in me to to work. And having your own business, you, you don't. I mean, there's some that do, but <laughs> for me, I've never... Never had that clock in, clock out mentality. You know, I've gone through times of that, but for the most part, it's just you get up and, you know, I think people call it the grind. You get up and you just you just go to it. And I normally come home and get back to it. I it just, especially when you're starting the the chemical business. To sell to detailers, to sell to detail shops, to flip from being a, a user of product to selling a product. I know there's a lot of guys that want to do that, and I say go for it. I mean, if you if you can do it, you think that you have what's in you to do it, then don't wait. Go for it. It's the hardest thing. I... It... it <laughs> It's extremely, extremely difficult, the amount of time, the amount of effort, all the different things that go into that business. I couldn't do it without support. There's absolutely no way I've tried. One lady in particular, my bookkeeper, she's been with me from the very start. Her name is Vicki Powell. She's up in now in northern Denver, so she does all my bookkeeping remotely. And that lady has taken care of me like a second mother. Uh, there's no way I could be in business for nine years without her. After my phone call with Ryan, I got so sad. I was just laying in bed crying agony I describe not having your kids sort of like half of your soul is ripped out from you and just seeing her there I, I just all I wanted to do was kiss her all I wanted to do was hug her she's full of so much joy and happiness And and the depression comes and sinks back in. And it's like this giant cloud that just sits over you and then it sinks inside of you. The other day, I didn't get out of bed till 3.30 or 4 on a Saturday because I just said, fuck it. <laughs> I didn't want to get out of bed. And that's what I wanted to do this morning. And... And then, I guess that's progress because I used to want to kill myself. You just sometimes can't bear the agony, the sadness. But this time I didn't. And that's a good thing.
I then started getting a little vision of, well, if you're going to make a life of yourself, what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? I mean, you have a small little business that has major ups and downs and flip-flops and goes this way and then that way. And I really wondered also myself, well, what's going to make me happy in life? It seems to be a, a thing to do is, is make yourself happy. And I guess because what's the alternative? You find things that will give you enjoyment because the alternative is sadness or the alternative is nothing and just coast through life and not really enjoy it, not really hate it, and just kind of exist. At the end of it, I imagine looking myself at 70, 80, 90, however old I get to live, hopefully live that long. I want to look back And I want to have enjoyed my life. I want to make it as fun as possible. I can understand now that you can't go through life without heartaches, without troubles, without agony, without sadness. And I think that's why it's a... Just what I went through with my daughter's leaving is, I, I wish that on nobody. I wish, I wish that on nobody. I hope nobody ever has to go through that. I know people do, but I can't imagine having your children taken by somebody else that you don't even know. I can't imagine them disappearing. I can't imagine what those people go through when their kids get taken. And I don't even mean divorce or that. I mean the the sick, ugly side of... Sorry, I got a phone call. Uh, a former friend. I, I, I mean, I guess you'd still call him a friend. But uh, a guy that used to work at a church that I went to that we used to do quite a bit of stuff together. His name's Cole Hedgecock. And uh, he now works at a church down in Texas somewhere and was calling me to, to say happy birthday. So very much appreciated, Cole. Uh, anyway, uh, I've got to get going with uh, my day. Uh, should be a fun day. We're going to be doing a our second video shoot a little series that uh, we're trying to get rolling here in uh, Tulsa where we go in and do a vlog style setting of dealerships of detail shops of you know of customers to emphasize the detailers and who they are as people I think that will become a very big role for detailers when growing their business. Uh, 
detail shops, dealers, you know, label it all in, but the human interaction, the human understanding of who it is that's doing the car, who it is that's doing the work that becomes the brand of the company. Uh, so we're trying to help by just going ahead and doing it for them <laughs> uh, and giving them the videos and saying here, you know, here's a video that shows your guys in action. Why don't you all publish this and put this out so people can see it. And then um, if you've listened to the podcast, you will recognize, hopefully uh, we call him Superman. Um, Darren, who is down in the metropolis of Chandler, Oklahoma, 1,600 people, but absolutely has an amazing business, does tons of coatings. So anybody that ever says that their customers don't do coatings or they don't have the budget or they, you know, any complaint, any, any reason you don't do coatings, I'll point you to Darren and he'll show you how to do them. A town of 1,600 people, which is mostly back roads and farmers and oil and it's just it's a whole mess of small town very small town oklahoma and he's doing a lot of times he'll do one or two a day so anyway um we share the same birthday almost the exact time even when we were trying to figure it out and so he said the other day he said why don't you come down we're good i guess last year for his 40th they just went out, closed their shop, and went out day drinking all day and just made a party out of it. And he said, we're going to do it again. We had such a great time. You should come down. So that's what I'm going to do. And uh, I just want to hang out with him and have drinks and enjoy the afternoon and enjoy the day. And I'm going to close with this because I got a card from my aunt that I just opened. And it said... Something along, you know, I had some stuff in it, but then it said, you know, if it was up to me, I'd celebrate my birthday every day. Or if it's up to me, you should celebrate your birthday every day. And I just went, you know, that's that's probably a good way to live. We all go through a lot of problems. You know, you, you could hear some of the stuff I go through and, and you might go, yeah, but this is what I went through or this is what I, you know, and. Man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you went through that. I'm sorry I go through it. My oldest daughter called me and I could hear her mom in the background and I just want to say, do you understand what you've done to me? She doesn't care. People don't care. You know, and I, I'm, I'm sorry that somebody did something to you if they did, I'm sorry if, if you made a mistake, because I've made tons of mistakes in my life. And we could either just keep dwelling on that, and I could just stay in bed and do nothing all day. I could. Because, you know, after my divorce, I did. There was plenty of days that I did not go out of the house. I didn't get out of the couch. I mean, there's there's plenty of days that I don't want to do anything. But if we look back when we're 70 or 80, will we regret not, not getting 
out, not not getting over, not forgiving, not not moving on. Where would you regret that? And I look at myself and I go, man, Marshall, are, are you going to regret? Maybe I should go back to Marty because Marshall, I don't know. <laughs> still doesn't sound right. Sounds all grown up. I still want to be a kid and have fun. But by Marty, all growing up, all my whole life. But are we going to regret not pushing on? Are we going to regret not moving to the next chapter in our life and staying in that same agony and staying in the same pain? I think, I think that card is what helped me. And I'm just going to try and just keep encouraging myself to continue to push on, continue to strive for whatever it is that I decide I want to strive for set out things that I want to do, set out ideas or concepts or plans and do them because it's better than staying in bed all day. It's better than being sad all the time. It's better than the agony and the pain and the suffering. And even though I'm going to always have to endure that, that's there's no doubt that that's part of the rest of my life. My kids are not here. My kids are not with me. So if I'm going to have to endure that, I need to have something else then that also builds up the positive. My grandmother on my mom's side used to always teach me, whether you say or whether whether you, whether you say you can or can't, you're correct. And so, for you, it's listening, and whatever it is that almost everybody has something that's coming against us. Or something that's not going right. Then we've got stuff that is. And when you're making your decision through the day or through your business or through your life or how you interact with your spouse, your girlfriend, your kids, you know, whatever. Whether you say you can or can't, you are correct. From that saying, I adapted uh, very young as a kid. People would, would write stuff on their their hats playing baseball I grew up and I, I loved baseball I was I was even though I'm slow now I was fast then and um I don't I, I was okay good right not wasn't good that I went and played division one baseball and went on you know played division two very little it wasn't so great but I just I enjoyed it as a kid, I, I was really good. I, I felt maybe it was just because I enjoyed it. You know, you never know. Um, but I did some stuff in baseball, which was fun. And I had a saying that I think I want to bring back into my life. That came from my grandma telling me that whether you say you can or can't, you're correct. And so I wrote on the inside of my hat, I am, I will, I can. And every time I would get up to bat, one of the things in baseball, it's, it's very routine. And, and you, you train your muscles to react certain ways. And in order to get yourself ready for those muscles to react, you go through a system. Uh, mine was I would click the dirt off my cleats a certain way. I would touch my bat out. <laughs> um, and that's when I would tell myself, I am, I will, I can. 
and I would slowly swing my bat back and forth. I am, I will, I can, and I'd kind of point it at the pitcher, not in a, a negative way, just to, all right, man, you're, you're about to throw this, and you're trying to get me out, but I am, I will, I can. I'm going to hit that ball you're throwing. I'm going to succeed at this. <laughs> so life, so negativity, so all the bullshit that happens. You know what? I am. I'm Marshall Hill. I will start enjoying my life. And I can't succeed. I can do whatever I choose to do to be who I am. I choose to be now a positive person. I choose to be successful in my business as I define success. I choose to encourage others. I choose to be interactive with detailers because this is my industry. This is who I am. This is what I've done with my life. I choose to love again. And I wish with, with everything in me, I wish the same for you. Each of you that I've met out at different events, each of you that I talk to on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Man, some of you guys, thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the encouragement that you give me. Thank you for using our products. Thank you for, for the feedback. I really greatly appreciate you, and I wish the best for each of you. And I hope that you make it a great day.